Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and today I have as a guest with me, Alexandra. I met Alex at a little fair down in Aspen Grove here in Littleton, Colorado, and I couldn't wait to have her on the podcast. She had lots of sound stuff, which really pulls me in. She's a transformational healer, harmonic sound bath therapist. She specializes in energy healing, past life regression, child regression therapy, harmonic sound vibrational healing. She works with identifying the shadow self and the emotional trauma that exists deep within the cellular level, resulting in the brain acting in a certain way. She talks about it's all about identifying the shadow self, where it came from, what age, who put it there, what was the story. Working through our shadows causes the body to finally release that deeply repressed emotion within the verb, which then forces our brain to process a new mindset. We all have childhood scenarios that happen to us that may have altered the way we see ourselves. It's all about going back, giving attention to that inner child so that we can finally have the space to let go and release. Welcome, Alex, to the show. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much. I am too. I'm. This is my second podcast, so I love sharing my story and I love talking about this stuff. Um, so thanks for inviting me to your beautiful space. I'm always excited to work with you. I love that. I love that. Talk to us a little bit about your story. How did you get yeah. to where you're at today? Because I feel like our stories align with other people's stories to let them know that they're not alone, that we sure. experience some of these things. Yes. So how I got into this world was I was abused as a kid. And um, my first therapist was actually an energy healer in the UK, and she was phenomenal. I remember sitting in that therapist's office and thinking, oh, this talk therapy is not doing anything. It's not going to do anything for me. Um, I don't want to see a therapist. You know, I fought every which way. I didn't, I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. And, and then I saw this therapist who really was an energy healer. And the things she pulled out, the memories, I mean, I had never even told her a single thing. And she was pulling these memories out that from the actual abuse that I, I would have never, she would have never, nobody would have never known that story unless she obviously was tuned in. And then the healing itself was so impactful and so profound. I actually physically felt the removal of the abuse. And so when I finished that healing session, I said, oh my God, there's something to this. There's no way someone could know something about my past when I never said a word. And then to physically feel and feel the difference and feel the differences after the session, I was, I mean, I started getting all of these ahas and awareness and these realization that I was literally just detrimental to my own space. And what I was doing to myself was my own story, a story I had picked up from childhood and it was repeating over and over in my head. 
It was just keeping me so stuck that I just didn't care. I didn't care what I did to myself. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about my self-care. And so it really forced me to really come home, study energy healing. I started studying energy healing um, every course possible, everything I could about the chakras and mindsets and limiting beliefs. And I took a course, uh, the reconnection healing to get certified to just start, you know, they talked about how you, as an energy, you start, you jump into something, whether it's Reiki or it's the re for me, it was the reconnection healing. And I started that I made the decision that I wanted to go down this path, because if I could make it out to the other side, um, through seeing other energy healers, seeing other, other energy practitioners, I knew that then if I could make it to the other side, I, I promised myself I would do this work so I could help other women and other people and other men and children be able to make it to the other side and have an amazing life that you really don't think is possible when you've had trauma, because when you've had trauma, it kind of puts you in this box. And it's really hard to get out of the box if you don't have a champion that helps you, if you don't have a village that helps you be able to do it. And so that's how I really got started. And I came up with the name Divine Reconnections and the really the logo, as you see the logo behind me, I really came out with the, the idea of you really need a village to help you be able to find wholeness. It takes therapists, it takes energy healers, it takes Reiki practitioners, it takes massage people, it takes doctors, it takes a whole village of people to help someone really put their soul back together, put their, their safe space, their safe self back together so they can really experience the, the, the light, the, the amazing life and full of light that, that you can get when you just do your inner work and you finally let that stuff go. I love the village concept of uh, going to different people to learn that. But I also think we need a village of support of people in our community that mm -hmm. have had similar experiences or more compassionate and understanding because the reality is that world out there is on a whole other platform, right? And yeah. it's not always as supportive and loving and compassionate. And when you can get into a community of like-minded people where you can yeah. freely talk about what's going on with you and experiences, it makes a difference because yeah. a lot of people that start this path, their family, their partners, uh, their friends have aren't doing this work or understanding this process and they can poo-poo things as I call it, poo-poo things. And then you don't get anywhere. It's nice to have people that, you can talk to and share because that's therapy in itself of yeah well and it, at the end of the day it starts with you right you have to make the conscious choice to want something different yeah uh, you have to be able to say it doesn't work for me the people in my life doesn't work for me i mean i was attracting terrible partners oh my gosh terrible partners i was actually attracting partners that were exactly my like my father my host my father was my host and it was they were like him they put me down they were not loving, they would not give me the love I needed. And so I was attracting these terrible people, honestly, and including friends, I just didn't have healthy friends. And when I made the decision to say, this is done, I'm done, I'm done with this story, I, I want something different, and I started doing the work, then all of a sudden, the entire vibrational shift happened, the entire vibration of my mindset happened. And all of a sudden, I stopped attracting people like that. I started attracting people who could support me, who could, who I could actually rely on to go and do this healing journey with and who were my champions and who were my cheerleaders and who encouraged me to keep going and who, and who sent me to other people, who sent me to other people. And it's like this whole new path just emerged when I made that one decision to say, I'm done, I'm done with it. 
I, I am not gonna, I'm gonna let go of the poo-pooers, right? And I have to make the conscious choice to want something different. And when I made that choice, it's like the universe started putting all these people in place to support me for that growth that I want that's so desperately needed for myself. I love that. I love that. And it, it's right. You have to make that choice to do the work. Some people are stuck and on some level want to stay stuck. They like that victim energy of, hey, I'm the victim. But when you're ready to do the work, there are people out there that can really help you kind of move through that. Well, in the shadow piece, and that shadow piece defines it a little bit, right? The shadow piece is, you know, sometimes it's it's more than just a victim mentality, right? For my story for the rest of my life will be, I'm not good enough. There will always be things that flare itself up, right? I mean, I made the decision to do podcasts this year because I said, I, I realize that part of me doesn't feel safe to be visible, right? There's that, I'm not enough. I'm not enough until, I'm not enough until. And that's that shadow in us that kind of sits there. It's that black tar. It's the black tar that keeps us stuck. It's that black tar that makes us feel like we're the victims because we have, we don't understand our shadow. We don't understand what were those things in our childhood that happened to us that make us think the way we think. It makes us think that we're not good enough, um, that our voice can't be heard, that we don't feel safe, that we can't trust people because only people hurt us. Um, you know, it's really understanding the, the the stuckness and why is it stuck and where in childhood did this shadow self develop? Where did this little boy, this little girl um, have that story moment that became a story for themselves, right? Like sometimes kids are, are, are told, you know, you are seen, not heard. And telling a, a child that automatically tells them they can't use their voice. You shouldn't use your voice. And that in that moment, that story, that little child develops a story in that moment that it's not safe for them to use their voice. So they, at that moment in life, they start to hold their voice back. They start to think, ah, I shouldn't speak up until. I'm not good enough until. I'm not enough until, right? And then all of a sudden there becomes a story. So I think it's really understanding why you're stuck. Why do you feel like this stuff always happens to you? And where, where did it start in your life that has just become that mindset? It's become that pattern that that brain, your brain tells you, yep, this is how you're supposed to act every single time. Yep, you can't put boundaries down. You don't deserve to have boundaries, right? You, you should take on more. You need to take on more to prove your worth. So it's really saying, no, I don't. I know I don't. I don't choose that. That's not, I refuse to be like that. I refuse to be that type of victim where the same thing happens to me over and over and over. And I don't have control. I don't have control of it. That's not true. Everybody has control of it. It's just pulling the thread to understand why is that one mindset there? And when you start to, when you start to do the inner work over that shadow, and you realize, oh my gosh, this happened to me when I was a child. There's the story. That's why I act the way I act. Then all of a sudden, that emotion starts to move. That that storyline finally starts to release. And then your brain, when something happens, like a trigger happens, your brain doesn't go to that point and say, oh, well, this is, we're not good enough, so we're not gonna use our voice. Your brain doesn't do that because that is gone. That story is gone. So all of a sudden your brain is like, wait, pause. What do I do now? What do I do in this situation? What's in my highest and best to do? And that's the moment of, I feel like awakening and awareness for people, because it's that in that moment that people have a choice to do something different. I love that. I love that. Most people, <clears throat> I do a lot of shadow work, especially in my mystery school, we have a program called Warriors of Light. And so they're working through their shadows right now. And from my perspective, a shadow is a great teacher. It's a great teacher. 
It is part of us. It's about accepting that piece of us and, and shifting it because the shadow shows up really to protect us in some aspects. And when we can say, hey, I'm not six anymore, I got this. Hey, I'm not four anymore, I got this. We don't realize how influential everything around us is to the age of seven. They've proven that, that children to the age of seven believe everything they're told, everything they're given, and it becomes part of their subconscious and their decision-making. So when you can go back and look at those pieces, you can go, hey, I'm not five anymore. I can let the door be unlocked. I can walk down the street. I'm not five anymore. I can do this. And it just gives a different perspective where you can really work with that shadow and say, thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you. I know when you were created, I'm yep. good. I can yep. do this. And it's, it's a space of freedom is what I would say, because it frees you from the things that are preventing you from moving forward, allowing you to be who you were meant to be without all those pieces, right. That are holding us back. Inner yep. child work is so, so important. And, and people throw that to the side and don't realize, even if you've had a perfect family and I don't think there is perfection and it was very loving there are still things that happen in your inner childhood that you don't realize that you're holding on to because it could be a teacher it could be the neighborhood friend I was talking the other day about girls can't play in numbers of three when you're children you have all these wounds of girls can't play in these numbers of three one-on-one -on -one, they do really well but there's something about threes that have always been very messy and those leave wounds of friendship, of connection, of who we are. Um, and those can be neighbors or cousins or all that that can create wounds. Yeah. Right? Well, and I have a and I have a client that great example came from a great family, very traditional family, very family was all put together. But you know, their only flaws was, you know, you you keep yourself, you keep the drama to yourself. You don't show the drama, right? And then at, at a young age, her mother had difficulty with her sister. So she put her sister, she put her in the middle, my client in the middle to manage both. And in that moment, that one story moment, she all of a sudden had to manage her family. She had to manage everybody's path and making sure the family was okay. And she now she's, you know, she struggles with choosing herself because she struggles with finding her value is in work and how much work she produces and how much she she gives and how much work she does every day and we're working through her choosing herself and not putting value on what she how what she has to manage for other people versus managing for herself and she came from a great family she didn't have trauma she just had one or two storylines in that childhood that formulated the rest of her life that formulated the way she worked that the way she provided value and the way people saw her, that, they, that she had to do in order to be seen. And that's the piece we've been working through to this point. And she's finally at that point. She finally is having that aha of, oh my gosh, that's where it came from. So yes, the inner child is so incredibly powerful. I don't think people do enough. They don't pull the thread enough. You know, I've noticed with, you know, a lot of people call me the last best therapist. I've heard that so many times. I'm the last best therapist they will have in their life because what I do is I pull the thread. 
I want to know who put it there, when they put it there, what was the situation, what happened, and what did that little girl, that little boy feel in that one particular moment? Because that's that one moment of shutdown that that story became a story. And then they behaved a certain way for the rest of their lives based on that one story. And that one story is threaded to so other to so many other memories. So the brain and the body act in those same exact stories the same way from the original host story itself. And so the brain just automatically is triggered and that's where that person goes every time. Defense mechanism, anger, shutdown, right? And it's literally going to the source of where all of that started in childhood and finally closing it. And that's when these breakthroughs, these amazing lessons, I always say that's when the lessons finally start closing. You know, the lessons in our life are the lessons, and I was just talking to a friend about lessons and how they're the best things that can happen to us. That is where change sits. That is where light sits. And I, I say yes to lessons in my life because I would not be where I'm at today if I had not those lessons in life. If I did not have this abuse that happened in childhood and all these really heavy and um, you know difficult lessons that I had to learn, I would not be doing the work that I'm doing today. I can truly 100% say that. Well, I think experiences carry us from one point to the next. We can either shut down through those experiences or we can lean in and kind of move through and work through those. I think we came here to have specific experiences so that we could grow, so that we could expand, so that we could gain wisdom. Because I almost feel like our lifetimes are a software program. If you think about a video game, I always tell this story. I don't play video games, but I watch others play it. You learn how to get through level one and level two. And when you go back and do that game again, you know where you need to go and what you need to do to move through that. What if our lifetimes are like that? What if we're lifetimes are a different level of the software game and each lifetime that we have teaches us how to move quicker through different levels so that we continue to move up into higher levels and have higher experiences. So when you start to think about that, just like a video game, the person wants to get through all 40 levels and get to the end and win. What if your lifetimes are like that and you need to get through those thousands of experiences to get up here? And once you look at it that way, you're like, okay, I'm Let's not going to do, do that again. Yes. <laughs> it's like Diablo, right? I love Diablo. I'm a gamer, so I totally can relate. It's like dying in Diablo because I didn't use the right magic skill, right? And being like, darn, I'm not doing that again. I'm going right. to redo. I'm going to redo and choose something else and choose something, choose a different magic spell. And totally, you do. It's, it's, that totally relates. I love that example, actually. <laughs> right. It's it, totally relatable. It, you know, people are like, oh, you know, so <laughs> what if each lifetime you come in and you have choices and your yeah. gut says, ooh, I don't want to make that choice? What if that gut feeling is based on the previous levels of the game that you play? Yeah. And you're like, that didn't work yeah, out. So that well, killed me. So. That killed me. So I'm not choosing that again. Yeah, that, we're not doing that one again. I know that I know that result's gonna take me somewhere where I don't want to go. Right. And so what <laughs> if, what what if you choose that? Or <clears throat> another thing in a game, you might choose to go the long way because there's something really cool or something fun yeah. that happens in that level. And you're like, I really like jumping from this place to this place and seeing this yeah. place. So I'll go through and 
take a detour to see that because that was really cool. So what if that is food that we love or, you know, places that we love to see and we decide, you know, that may not be our path this lifetime, but we want to still experience that because it's a favorite somewhere in our soul level that we're like, oh, that's yummy. We want to go and do that. And we'll detour a little bit. So when you start thinking about that, I think some, I think all of us come in and we're in different levels and we're having these different experiences and those experiences help us move to the next experience, which gets better and better over time. And when you figure that out, you're like, okay, let's do this hard stuff and get through it so that we can move to the next, which Once you move through that, remember level one and two was hard when you first started doing the game, but after you've played it several times, you're like, piece of cake. Let's, let's move through this really quickly. We know this. Doesn't that seem like life and your lives and what you're creating? It's a perfect example of what we're going through. So well, and past life aggression is important. It's understanding what are the lessons that have repeated itself over and over and over again. I was literally doing this with a client yesterday. She's been struggling with this one thing in her life, like this one behavior struggling. And so we did the work and yesterday came through finally that in past lives, that's what she, she always self-sacrificed herself for other people. And we finally figured that out. And so sometimes it is, it's, it, it is so important to work through your stuff in a lifetime that you're here. So you don't bring on to the next. So you, I, I definitely believe that those lessons will continue to carry on until you learn them, until you actually learn and analyze and, and sit with a lesson. So that way you can finally close the experience. I love telling clients when they come to me, I'm like, you have these cycles that keep repeating. Are you done yet? Because that's really <laughs> the answer. Yeah. Are you done with this cycle yet? Yeah. And I said, then just declare I'm done Mm -hmm. with repeating this cycle. That's as easy as it gets. I'm done with these cycles. I want to do another cycle. I'm going to go and focus. And yes, the root is important. You know, I do Akashic record readings and people come in and they want to do a reading and they want to know who they were in a past life. (laughs) And I said, the important question is, what lives are impacting this life? What cycles did I begin somewhere else that are mm-hmm. repeating here that I need to understand so I yeah. can say I'm done so that I can clear that, heal yeah. that and move forward? That's yeah. the important question, not who was I in another lifetime? Yeah. Because what I found through the Akashic and past lives, the things that we love, the foods that we love, the places that we love, we tend to want to lean into those. And those are from past life experiences that we may not realize of, Ooh, I love this country or I love this time history, or I love this food because that was a great life. And then there are other pieces that you can't stand. I really believe allergies are connected to past lives that maybe you worked on a peanut farm and you said, if I don't ever see another peanut again, I'll be so happy. What do you think you'd create (laughs) When you Mm -hmm. say those types of things in your life, and then it shows up as a major sensitivity in this lifetime because you created it, right? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So it really is about, it's not necessarily the, like I was an Egyptian priestess, you know, it's more about what was the story then, right? What's the story that was, was the big threat. And then what was, 
you know, and it came through again the next lifetime, the next life. It's understanding that story thread. And so that way you can do the work to be like, I'm done. I don't need it anymore. I've right? lived it. I've, I've lived that contract. I'm done. I can let it go now. And um, I'm finished and I understand it. Mm-hmm. Awareness and understanding is the healer. It really is. Once you understand where the root is, where it came from, it starts unwinding. It automatically starts unwinding and you start reflecting you start seeing it you start understanding why these things have showed up those aha moments are huge healers in our life once we have that understanding the rest is a piece of cake because you can move through it it's really clearly understanding what the root the thread as alex calls it or Mm -hmm. the root as some people but once you know that the rest you can walk through and start really unwinding because energy winds up and it keeps getting tighter and tighter. Every time you create that cycle again, or you repeat, or you get triggered, it just keeps winding. Once you know the awareness, it starts unwrapping, starts slowly letting go. And then the energy starts to go. Yep. It it starts to move. Yeah. So it's really kind of beautiful. So Alex, share with us some of the things that you offer classes, clients, all those things so that we know that. And no, we'll have her website at the bottom of this video so you can check out in more detail. But I love for you guys to share what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I do a couple things. My The core of my work is a transformational healer. Um, if you are feeling stuck, if you've got these type of stories that we've been talking about that you just are stuck and you cannot move them, um, that's the type of work I do. We can work together. We can look and see exactly what are these stories and where were they connected to? When did they start? What is the, who are the hosts? And working through all of that so you can finally start to shift past that and start to have a new story, start to have a completely new mindset for yourself. So I do the really deep work in the body, hold, working through those shadow pieces, working through those old stories that are no longer yours, and, and then helping you identify what is your story, right? That is the most impactful thing you can do in this lifetime is determine what is your story. So that is my transformational healing services. I love doing that work. I have done this work for a, literally over a decade. Um, and I will continue to do it. And then I do sound healings. Um, I, I use the the sound, um, the, I use Tibetan bowls to actually help me move energy in the body. So I do a lot of restorative sound, harmonic sound bath therapies, whether I do them one-on-one and then I have fun group classes that are actually partly energy healing, part sound therapies. So I do group classes all over Denver and Arvada. Um, so check out my calendar to see when you would love to attend one of those classes. I would love to do it. And then I do a lot of couples sound therapy because I love sound. That's my new thing. I love the power of sound and what it does to the body and how much energy it moves. And so I, um, so those are my two fun activities of my lifetime. If you'd love to know more, I'd love, I will always, you know, I have intro calls. I love to meet new people. So if that little tidbit sparks, feel free to reach out, love to have a conversation. I love talking to people. I love learning about themselves and learning what what makes them tick, right? What what do you wanna do in this lifetime that's gonna make you so joyous and happy? And how do we help you get there? I love that, I love that. So check out her services and her classes. She has great energy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. What a great conversation we've had today. Thank you for watching. 
<clears throat> make sure you follow us, comment, like our platforms on our platforms. You can follow us in several places. And, you know, we both hope that we can see you in person or online that we'll be able to connect if we're here to help, if we can. I hope you have a sacred, magical week this week, and we look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love you. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.